2: Live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the
3: all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Out-of-Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out-of-Bounds radio app
4: and on your radio
3: at ESPN
2: 105.9.
3: Where are you? The Zone.
2: Uh, good morning. Welcome into the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN one oh five nine the zone. We've got several Mississippi State and Ole Miss players in the Under Armour All American game. Tom Luganville, who is uh well basically runs it, uh for 17 years, stopped by at seven thirty. We went down the list. Cam Franklin, Stonka Burnside. Cam Franklin, Ole Miss, Stonka Burnside, Mississippi State. Um, Tavares Banks. Um Traverse. sorry. Banks from Tuscaloosa, Ole Miss. Uh, Michael Van Buren, he did a deep dive on QB1. Michael Van Buren, very impressed with him and his approach to the game because they're getting after it down there. That's the one thing I, I love about Luganville when he started joining us on the show um, six or seven years ago. He was like, this, this isn't... And he walks you through what some of the drills are at All-Star Games compared to what they do. Um, Michael Van Buren, who signed with Levy. Mario Craver, who, who signed with Levy. So we we hit all five. I may have missed a player, but I don't think I did. I tried to look over it several times the last three days. Uh, there may have been an Ole Miss player that I missed. I hope I did not. But, um, yeah, Cam Cam Franklin, uh, Traveris Banks, Ole Miss, uh, Braylon Stonka Burnside, and Michael Van Buren, wide receiver from Starble, and Mario Craver, from Alabama, wide receiver, who he likes, but he's just, he's light, you know, but he can gain, he can gain weight over the next year or two and, and do some different things with that. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, again, brought to you by the ribs at the Market Cafe in Glugstadt, Fleetway Market, Uh, hit us up on Twitter X, at Bo Bounds, And the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. 885-3776. Did you have a beer in the airport on the way out to Phoenix Scottsdale? Of course. And guess where I had it? In the uh, Sky Club? Applebee's. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, I got me a a queso burger. Okay. At at Applebee's and had me a nice tall beer. Yeah. It was the best. I had... um, I had a couple of Stella's in the Atlanta airport. Mm. I went Michelob. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, same style. Yeah. But it was, I mean, airport beer, you got to have at least one.
2: I don't know what it is about... Look, man, when we flew out, and I know everybody's experienced this, but we flew out at a god-awful time uh, on the way. So, I don't remember. I think we we left our house at 4.30. And we flew out at five something. Okay. And, uh, I've talked about this, you know, you get TSA pre-check. I have that right. And Jackson, Jackson's airport has to be the only one that it doesn't work for you. I mean, they're going (laughs) to let the other people in. It's like there's, there's this resentment level or something. It's, it's crazy, but we get to Atlanta and there's a center bar. I mean, I know the Atlanta airport's huge. We're in this wing of the Forty-seven wings that they have, and there's a center bar, and they're playing club music, like it's one a.m. in Vegas. I'm <laughs> not right. kidding. I like that. Bar is full. Okay, man. And so Stephen and I, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a Stella, and um, it, it's just funny. It, it doesn't matter what time of day, if you hook up with the right person, you're gonna kind of share a beverage. Hang out. Yeah, you know I can't fall asleep on planes or in cars or anything like that. Anything other than a bed? Yeah, anything other than a bed. Really? No, I I can't do it. It's weird, weird deal. Oh, I'll knock out. I drank two Stellas and jumped on that plane from Atlanta to Exuma. Thirty minutes. I took a thirty minute nap on a plane. Wow. I I don't. That's a big step. I think that's age. And having Stella's at Wells eight o'clock by then at eight o'clock in the morning Atlanta time, <laughs> but, but in the Atlanta airport, there's hundreds of people
4: having beers, thousands, at, yeah, thousands yeah.
2: having beers at you know yeah. seven a.m. No a.m. no and
4: doubt, and,
2: and it was very festive. I mean, it was Christmas, right? Right. People were going to see their loved ones, family and friends, and you could feel that. You know, it's different. I. You know, I've flown through on the holidays before, and it's just, a you know, the airport's not like that all the time. Yeah. It's not buzzing like that. I went in the Sky Club. Place is boring. I swear it's the <laughs> same thing every time, really? man. It is like a 1985 library. Um, When I was a kid, you, y'all you have Google and everything else, so y'all never had to go to a library. You'd have to go to a library to do your paper. And I lived in Bellhaven, and the Eudora Welty Library was down on State Street. And like, if you even breathed, the ladies would snap at you, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like, they were ready to put you in jail. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 10. I have to talk. And, uh, anyway, um, but yeah, the sky club was, was, uh, there Were some beautiful people in there, but, uh, food in there is not good. They have this these lot of egg things that they put together, mm-hmm. like egg um, muffins. Okay, they're terrible. Really, God, they're awful.
4: See, I went for my first time to the Sky Club when I was when Miranda and I got engaged. We're coming back from New York, right? And she was like, "You want to go to the Sky Club?" I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, you know, I felt like a
2: VIP. Right, walked in. I mean, I think there's... it was twenty years ago, twenty five. Really? Yeah. I mean, now they're just herding cattle. I, I, I walked in and it's I mean, anybody can get American Express, and yeah, slide it. And true, you know, pay the bill. That's a good point. Yeah,
4: but I, I walked in and you know, because I don't, I don't have one. She does, and so
2: I think in 1986 that was a big deal. <laughs> I've got an Amex today, not so much. Yeah, but so, I mean, the, the I mean, hard... it's not bad. I mean, the the bar's cool. You know, I mean, they offer a very low level. What's free? Be- and then you got to pay for not even premium, like mid tier stuff.
4: Yeah. Mid tier wine or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 Like,
2: yeah. Like barefoot or something. I, well, that's not even oh, mid tier good <laughs> health. I mean, I wouldn't even cook with that. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 1059 The Zone ESPN. Uh, driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder, Nissan Rogue, Canon Nissan in Jackson. Go see uh, my crew, my team down there. Canon Nissan in Jackson. I forgot to drop the. Uh, Gardner Minshew, Uh, do I have time? Yeah, we still got time. All right, I promised some sports. I'm going to come through. If the Colts win this weekend, then uh, they're in. They got to beat the Titans. I'm hoping they do. You know how much we love Gardner Minshew. Um, This is Pat McAfee talking about Minshew mania.
5: I don't know. You've been been jumping on the Minshew train, I feel like.
0: I love him. I do. I love. It. He shakes his shoulders. Team He'll loves him. He'll throw a pick. Who
2: cares? Exactly. He just go
0: right. Out of that. He is awesome. This guy is phenomenal.
2: I, he is phenomenal, by the way, and he's a good quarter. I mean, I don't care where you want to rank him. He's proven he can win. Okay, at the highest level in the NFL, where everybody's supposed to be built the same. Uh, he's from here. It's an amazing. It's still an amazing story. You can't talk about it enough. All of us think that at some point we've been denied or. People haven't believed in us or you, you develop some kind of chip on your shoulder. Right. And people, any, well, anybody that wants to have any kind of success, whatever level that is for you and in, in your life, you believe that somebody doubted you at some point, right? Of this course. dude's unfazed. Jason, he's unfazed. Everybody and their brother told him he couldn't do this and that. And this, they're like, you know what? You probably need to go Juco. Nah, I think I'll go eleven and two at Washington State. Go the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Should have beat Southern Cal, but the dude that drilled him in the jaw—they didn't throw the fifteen-yard penalty. They would have been—I can't remember where they would have been ranked—at twelve and one. I mean, it was an obvious wow foul uh, penalty. He's a great story. I'm I'm pulling for the Colts. Yeah, it just win and in. Win and in, man. They got to beat the to- uh, Texans, right? Who I mean, who would have said that at the beginning of the season? <laughs>
4: Texans versus Colts for the playoffs.
2: I love it. I love it. This weekend's going to be awesome. My Dallas Cowboys got to win on the road. They haven't done that very well. Todd Wade, 930. Talking Ole Miss football in the Bahamas. Let's jump right into it. We've got some Mississippi State and Ole Miss players down there. Um, and so I'm just going to rapid fire with you, and you you tell us how they've been practicing. Uh, Michael Van Buren, the quarterback out of Baltimore that signed with Jeff Levy, how has he looked in practice? Uh,
3: so excited for him. Um, I think I've told you this before. He reminds me of a stronger-armed, right-handed Dylan Gabriel and um, really athletic really, really smooth release. I think that's the thing that stands out to me the most is the ball comes out of his hand so fast and he's able to beat the rush uh, with anticipatory traits and the ability to just to just chuck it, man. I mean, he, he gets back there and he lets it fly. I think he's an ideal fit for for the scheme in, in terms of what Jeff Levy is going to employ there. So I think it's a, it was a huge pickup at, at a, a critical time for a new coach, which is kind of, which is kind of a neat. And the thing is, he's going to get a ton more reps because, not to get off point here, but what we're experiencing now with the last two years is now that they changed the rule that mid-year guys can practice with their teams for bowl preparation, we've had multiple players going back and forth between their college team that they've been practicing with and then coming back and practicing with us But in this particular case on his team, Julian Sain, our other quarterback that was on that roster, has been practicing with Alabama at the Rose Bowl, so he's actually not going to play in the game. So Michael Van Buren is going to get a ton of reps tonight.
2: How do you like his approach, his uh, attitude, his poise, things that uh, also count, especially when you're QB1 the stay and age, Tom?
3: I think that he's got a smile on his face all the time. And I like his demeanor. I like how he carries himself. He seems to interact really, really well with his teammates. Um, the one thing, you know, it's, it's hard on these guys because you bring them all in for one week. Well, it's not even a week. It's less than that on the field. You're crammed with the playbook. And then at the same time, you're adjusting to different personalities, people you don't know. And the speed of the game is ramped up so significantly from their normal high school experience that it takes a day or two for everybody to kind of get into rhythm and kind of get a feel for themselves to where they're not thinking and they're playing fast. And so yesterday's practice is always probably my favorite practice because it's the practice where the players feel the most comfortable because they've been ingrained in it for a few days. They know the system. They know the schedule. They know what's expected of them. But no, I've been really pleased with his demeanor, his poise, um, how he's interacted with his teammates. It's, it's
2: been a pleasant week. What What is the number one thing that he does – really well, and, and maybe that skill, something that you think he and Levy can develop and will be even better 24 months from now?
3: He has the ability to change arm angles and get the ball out of his hand quickly to help protect him versus pass rush. And then his initial suddenness, if he's under duress or he's getting rushed and he's got to evade, he's got to escape the pocket, that first initial jolt, Is really sudden, Um, and he's twitchy. So as an athlete, you know if he's got to buy time and he's got to get out of trouble, he's going to be able to do that, which is going to lead to the avoidance of negative plays. Um, Throws really well on the run, really well on the move. Um, You know, I I had I've had Oklahoma, I want to say four times each of the last two years that Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator there, and. You know, watching Dylan Gabriel, watching how quickly they want to get rid of the football in that offense and they want to get it out to the perimeter. They don't want to take sacks. They don't want to take negative plays, and a lot of that is on the quarterback. You've got to get the ball out of your hand, and I think that's really one of his strongest traits is there's some guys that have a bit of a longer, maybe more deliberate delivery. Maybe they can't change arm angles and things need to be a little bit more perfect around them for them to be at their best. He's one of those guys that I think can can alter – how you get rid of the football
2: dependent on the situation. Okay. Tom Luganville with ESPN. He's at the Under Armour All-American game. He's been a part of it for 17 years. He feels like he's been there three weeks, but he loves it. And the game is this <laughs> afternoon. And uh, Lugs has been all over the place as far as social media and TV. Uh Lugues played Power 5 football, uh, became a coach. His dad joined him down there, longtime coach too. So I know Tom's been having a great time. You just mentioned calling four Oklahoma games. I want to... Get into that for just a second. Get back to some of these State and old Miss players. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like, Tom, as someone who's played Power 5 football, coached, and now been in this thing for 20 years, did you, did you experience seeing Jeff Levy grow as a play caller and an offensive coordinator calling his games the last two years? Yeah,
3: and I think a lot of it was... Trying to figure out, particularly his first two years at Oklahoma, and year one to year two, was so vastly different because the personnel around Dylan Gabriel in year two was so far superior to what they were playing with in year one. They weren't very good in the offensive line in year one, slightly improved this year. They didn't have the run game in either of the two years that they would have liked to have had consistently, but the targets like Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, um, a lot of those guys had not emerged in his first year. You added those two guys to the mix around um, around Drake Stoops and some of their other guys, and all of a sudden they were they could do more because they were more talented. They could t- attack other areas of the field. They could win more one on one matchups. And you know I go back to when Baylor and Art Briles and Kendall Briles and Jeff Levy and those guys uh, were getting that thing rolling at at Baylor and kind of to see everybody break off of that branch. And then Jeff kind of, you know, hooks up with Jeff Heifel there for a little while. Then he hooks up with Blaine Kiffin for a little while and they've all kind of integrated these concepts. But what I think interesting about it is a lot of these quote unquote air raid guys or, you know, original version of the air raid guys have actually morphed into power run RPO with, air raid path game concepts. The path game concepts for the air raid are still prevalent and, and a, a major part of what Jeff Levy's doing. But when you really look at what they want to do, they want to be a inside and outside zone and a guard tackle or guard HVAC counter team. And then all the play action, all the screen stuff comes off of that. And um, that's kind of the goal of the offense. It's kind of like the new iteration of the air raid plus a run game that is that takes priority so i think with you know with anything he's gonna at, at mississippi state the first part of what he's got to do is evaluate what do they have what are the pieces of the puzzle you're going to get into the winter conditioning program so you're going to be dealing with your strength and conditioning folks and you're going to be figuring out all right who are our workers who are our guys that are on time who are the guys that we can depend on who who, who is the staff telling us hey you might have something here we need to we, we, we need to get this guy ingrained because he's shown some traits that are our, our weight room and this and that, that that lead to winning football. And then you get into spring football and you start to figure out where are the pieces of the puzzle at? Where where are we deficient? Where do we have a strength? How do we lean on that strength? If we are deficient, how do we stay away from it and still run uh, still, and still be able to succeed offensively? And then you go from year one to year two and it's such a it's it's just a, such a different animal to attack though, because You're not scrambling, swimming, trying to figure out all the ins and outs of everything. Your your system's in place. You know your kids. You're now managing the roster better. Um, It's just an entirely different ball of wax when you go from year one to year two.
2: That was strong. Tom Luganville with ESPN. He's on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. He's down in Orlando for the Under Armour All-American game. We have several players down there, including Michael Van Buren in which Tom laid out uh, how he has looked the last few days and did it really well. Let's go with Cam Franklin. All right. Um, He signed with Ole Miss, defensive lineman. Uh, What is your evaluation and takeaway from Cam Franklin the last few days in practice?
1: So
3: this is a really, really good defensive line class as a whole. He's our top-ranked player amongst either Ole Miss or or Mississippi State's class. He's our top-ranked player. Um, uh, in the state of Mississippi, too. And he's right on the cuts of being a five-star guy for us. And he's played like one. Very active, very um, explosive in his first step to get off. I think, you know, the one thing that, and I always guard against falling into this trap, but it does help that this is a padded event, unlike, you know, camps and combines in the spring and summer. You can become enamored with one-on-one reps in the offensive and defensive line, but you've got to be very careful not to get caught up in it because that is a rigged drill, and it is rigged for the defense to win because you're essentially saying, all right, we're going to go one-on-one pass rush with a defensive end or a defensive tackle versus an offensive guard center or offensive tackle. But, oh, by the way, offensive guy, there's no run support responsibility for the defensive lineman, and he has a two-way go. So the offensive lineman is
1: completely on their heels. So there's going to always be a... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No
0: purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All
2: right. Good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show. Driven by your next Ford F-150 at Mack Hike Ford. I-55 North in Jackson. Best selection of pre-owned and new Ford F-150 trucks. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're trying to get back in the routine, in the groove, rhythm, um, after taking a week off. It was awesome, but uh, I was ready to get back. And uh, we have plenty of football left to play between now and Jason the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Super Bowl in Vegas. Man. <laughs> Gotta find a partner to send us out there. I'll start working on that. We want to welcome in our friend uh Todd Wade, played football at Ole Miss and in the NFL. And he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh Todd Wade, happy new year, buddy. Happy New Year, bro. Um, so Jason, who called you? He's my new producer. He rented a house from you in when he was at Old Miss. Isn't that wild?
5: What is his last name?
2: Price. I rented South Sixteenth, extended.
5: Uh, no, not not him. <laughs>
2: yeah, he, he he's uh he's one of your you know delinquent uh renters.
5: Oh yeah, I never heard back from him. I'm I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> No, like I do. I do remember last names and can can usually kind of piece it together. So, um, but um, how are you doing, Jason?
4: I'm doing good. I appreciate your storage units up there too, because you let us rent out from you and then use the storage unit to hold our stuff before we moved in. How about so, that? I mean, hey, hey, you know, whatever you need. Class act there.
2: All right. So, Todd, do you still own South 16 and the storage units? I do. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, how's the I weather do. down there?
5: Weather weather is nice. Uh, it's a little cool. There's a little front that came in, but it's um, it is sunny. Nice uh, nighttime. You probably wear you know something maybe a long sleeve if you were sitting in in a windy spot maybe. But it, but it's been it's been um, great. It's been a great time for me to take care of some things and um, get ready for you know get ready want to come back.
2: Yeah. All right. So where are you in the Bahamas?
5: Eleuthera. I'm in a remote. Uh, part of Eleuthera, uh, it's between Gregory Town and Hatchet Bay. Those are settlements in the Bahamas and the Outer Islands. You have settlements, um, too small to be called a town, even though there might be some towns in Mississippi that are smaller. We don't call them settlements, but the settlements here. Okay. And um, as you go down, most islands have like a Queen's Highway that runs like the length of the island, or which however the islands formed. But it's like the usually the longest road and they kind of just go from settlement to settlement every five, to 10 miles. And you know, each one kind of offers a little different something. I'm kind of in between a couple on a, um, uh, beach, kind of off a beach called surfers beach. And it's a really, really good surfing beach. So uh, well known and, um, just, just kind of wild nature here. Um, really enjoy it. Okay.
2: How did you, how did you find that place? Did you go when you were playing football in the NFL? How, how did this come about?
5: well you know i i had uh been to the bahamas a number of times starting when i was in miami so that was definitely my biggest influence um started going to Atlantis and things like that and you know then um i was, I was curious i was able to boat um take a boat over to bimini and um that was you know, anywhere from either about an hour and a half if it's fairly flat from fort lauderdale's inland so you can you know if you're going about 50 miles an hour you'll get there in about hour, 15 hour and a half. Wow. If it's four feet, you know, it's going to be, uh, could be double, but, um, it, it gave me, it, it gave me something that I kind of wanted, uh, wanted the future. So it was always on my mind and uh, I just happened to have a, um opportunity to come through where it made sense for me to uh, pull the trigger on that. And, and I, I Airbnb and Burbo and everything too. So it's it's got kind of get the, the best of both, but, um, at least for now, and but I've um, come here. I've taken it kind of like a, you're looking like a almost like an art canvas, and you're trying to come up with how you want the landscaping and things to look. It was quite uh, raw before or untouched, but not in a good way. Uh, just I <laughs> want to be able to walk in the yard without stepping on a sharp rock. Right. Uh, so I've taken care of all that, but it's it's been just a process and uh, learn I've learned the ins and outs of of um, uh, having property and everything here and, you know, out of the country. So it's it's, it's been, it's been interesting.
2: Okay. So I, I, we're visiting with Todd Wade and he's in the Bahamas and I, I just got back from Exuma and I'd been down there to a resort, which, you know, that's just turnkey, right? You sure. you come in, you don't have to do anything as you know, I know you've done that many a times and it's great and it's fun. Um, And so we went into Georgetown and we went 10 minutes, just a little, boat ride off of Georgetown to what they call the barrier Island and rented a house. So it was kind of remote and primitive, but loved it. But you had to like plan yeah. everything out. You know, you had to order food and booze and everything. And then it was Christmas and they, they recognize it, which is great. And, and, and so yeah. everywhere shut down is, is that how it works for you as far as ordering food and stuff like it that? Is.
5: It, it is. And uh, in the, in, in the rest, I mean, the um, food stores here, you wouldn't really call them a grocery store, but um, there's, there's a couple of bigger ones. Obviously, there's nothing like we experience in, in the States, but uh, a lot of them are almost the size of a gas station. But it's you, know, you can go back in the freezer and it can have chicken, pork, and things like that just bagged up, um, ready to sell. So they it actually sell meat and everything, so you can imagine just an old kind of gas station-type looking convenience store that has lots of extras, uh, including produce. So there's a lot of things like that, but you kind of you kind of get into that simple mode, which is really nice um, and rewarding. That you don't really you're not just craving having something special other than what you can either, either go catch or go buy at the local stores or go or go to a restaurant. I mean, there, there's restaurants, but it's it's very much like that. And you mentioned Christmas. Um, it's the same. It's the same way here uh, at the uh, Luther reservation christian island and they take every holiday seriously as well uh yeah, I, I wouldn't even think of january 1st for instance everything was closed down so if there's a holiday including boxing day um they shut down <laughs> okay. so you have to be prepared for that
2: okay i had a blast and you know i, I don't wendy tells me i don't necessarily do a good job of unplugging and i, I couldn't receive phone calls which was great and only this is pretty big for me Todd only made three phone calls and returned I think one or two emails and that was it so it, it I mean you're right literally time stops in some of those remote yeah. more primitive areas
5: yes I, I I forget sometimes you know like I have responsibilities back home and you know try to be um, have best Customer service for business and things like that you get people you when you go somewhere like this you do you just forget you forget about your phone and everything and you know in this in this process you're always trying to come up with new things to so, um since I do um like have an airbnb there Bahamas' internet for instance uh the live network is it's, it's n- not not that good no. um, well, <laughs> It works, um, but like Starlink now, um, you can get Starlink to the Bahamas. So I'm in that process, and I shall have it up in about a week. So that'll help. Um, so you come up with different solutions for different different issues, and you kind of figure it out. Um, it's a uh, it's, it's been it's been really nice, and but it's it's good for a lot of people to see and experience that kind of life because it is a really I have to do it. It's not just Lutheran. Most of the outer islands, it's very do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you just want to sit in a restaurant and just spend lots of money, and because it's not cheap, you, know, you got to think about shipping costs and things like that.
2: No, that's a good point. We only went out to dinner once. We we did a lot of cooking at the house, but uh, it was expensive. We went over to this little villa place that had a really cool restaurant. The meal was fun and and good, but yeah, it was. It was pricey. Todd Wade, uh, former Ole Miss offensive lineman uh, and NFL, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. He's live from the Bahamas. This is kind of cool. I've interviewed a lot of people. I don't think I've interviewed anybody from the Bahamas. So um, check this box 20 years in. Hey, I thought about you, and and maybe that's why I texted you yesterday. Well, one, Ole Miss just went 11-2, and two, but also when we were down there, Todd in Georgetown, there's this hotel called the Peace and Plenty, and yes. Nick and Joey Bosa are two of the owners, and um,
5: they, so they're, along they're with Fort them, what now? They're from Fort Lauderdale. Oh, they might make a little. Yeah, they might make a little more. They went to St. Thomas Aquinas. That could make a little more sense.
2: There you go. So the okay, connection. so. I guess they're in a REIT or something, but they, along with some other people have been buying up and then they own the house that we were in and the, the little Villa, the resort area. I just described that we went to dinner and, uh, but all the people down there were talking about how nice they were and, you know, their mom mm-hmm. goes down and checks on every, and they're, they're totally, it's a boot. It's a 35 room, Todd, for somebody who's been in real estate for 20 years since going to the dolphins and all that. It's a, um, it's a 35 room boutique hotel in Georgetown that Nick and Joey Bosa and the owners are renovating and they're almost done. So that, that was kind of our, uh, point, you know, that's where they took us from the airport and boated mm-hmm. out and so on. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Really.
5: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't been to, uh, I guess the main Island, uh, of I guess Exuma Island, I guess is what you would call it. I've been to uh, the Exuma Keys, such as the uh, St. Daniel Key, and worked all the way up with the boat. I think Black Point was another one. Um, all very remote. And Staniel obviously has, has Thunderball Grotto and all those things with it um that are fun. But it's also it, it it it's it's a nicer it has it has some money there. Um but I but I've yet to I've yet to go down to um the main uh island of Exuma. So but I am I am familiar uh, with peace and plenty.
2: Okay. Cool. I didn't realize Nick and Joey Bosa were from Fort Lauderdale. This makes sense now. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Um, all right. Let's talk some football. Although that was fun. I mean, travel and different places and spaces and all that is is a blast. All right. So your team, um, you you were down there during the bowl game, right? Yes, I was. Okay. I watched it from here. All right. So. Ole Miss goes eleven and two. Lanes won twenty nine games the last three years. Um, I don't think anybody. When Keith Carter made this hire, and Keith looks great, and I give him all the credit in the world. He, you know, kind of at thirteenth hour. Ole Miss, Arkansas got made it happen. Um, but I'm not sure anybody. Maybe some people will claim that they thought they were getting this Lane Kiffin. But I think Lanes now, you know, he went and grew up at Alabama and Florida Atlantic. He's turned into a hell of a head coach. I think he's top 10 uh, in the country right now. Uh, for someone who played there, has also been able to see coaches come and go. Some have had success, some haven't. Um, What's the most impressive part of this transformation as far as Lane Kiffin winning 29 games in three years, Todd?
5: You know, um, one winning In the end of last season with the whole job thing and kind of letting that float out there a little too long uh, and then uh, losing focus and losing the last few games so people have kind of been or, or since, uh, there's there's been cold moments at times from fans but generally the guy has consistently delivered um and hats off to keith for being not listening to a lot of other people that didn't want him here in the first place uh hats off to him for being that's that's his being a leader he's doing things that other people might not want and he did it anyway and has been patient with him with uh, lane in this whole process and managed managed the whole situation Very well. Uh, Very impressive. I I don't know anyone who's not uh, very fond of Keith and how well he's done as an
2: athletic director. Oh, Keith's done done an amazing job. He's a good dude, too. Todd Wade on the Out of Bounds show. Okay, so Lane, 11 wins, never been done. All kinds of momentum, players coming back. Uh, Good high school class, number one portal class. People are trying to figure out if this could be One of the new recipes for competing. There's no question Lane can make the college football playoff. And they would have this year uh, had we had it. But, uh, you know, can you make a run all the way? When you look at the offense and Lane, we rely on a guy named Dave Bartu who's an analytical freak. And he he talks Mm -hmm. about Lane being an A play caller. Okay? Top 10% in the country. As somebody who played offensive line, cerebral, played at a high level, what is it that impresses you about his offense? Because not only do they throw it around, he will run the ball down your throat.
5: Oh, yeah. You know it's funny you say that. Um, during the Mississippi State game, I was I was just like, "What's he doing? Why aren't we throwing the ball?" If, if Dart can't throw it, let the next guy throw it. So I I was uh, was not happy at that time because I, cause I thought, well, I didn't think we could do that. I didn't think we had we had some injuries up front. I didn't think we'd be able to just run the ball and secure secure the win. Um, but at Tony's, you know, I don't know what he's seeing and what the confidence he has in his guys. I hadn't seen that um, during the season where we can just pick up and just run over people. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it was it, 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 it was you know, it wasn't just a dominant game by any means. But won the game running the ball, but that's some, that's that's the time that I've second guessed and been wrong. Um, so he's he's he knows his guys more than myself, more than the fans in making decisions like that. Versus opening the offense up, you know, I don't know if it's a loyalty loyalty issue or or what, but he he stuck with it and won the game. But if things like if things like that that always kind of surprise you, but you end you end up. Uh, coming out ahead. So, um, you know, I think that's just being a leader and having, and kind of knowing what you have at that time and working with it, despite what other people might think. All
2: right, so I had a friend that is also a former player like you, and y'all see more than I do, that said, uh, here's what I, I like and admire about what Lane's doing. He's masking... The offensive lines deficiencies through his play calling. You may not agree with yep. that, but but I, I, by the way, I think that's brilliant. I mean, if you're if you're doing that, not not everybody, not all five starters are always hitting on all cylinders or all SEC caliber or whatever you want to say. Uh, is that something that you see when you watch Ole Miss play, Todd? Yes, uh, some of that. Um,
5: you know, certainly. If an offensive line for instance is struggling with the pass rush and you're trying to get them more confidence, well it's a good time to run draws. I think there's things that you can do as an offensive coordinator or head coach that can um, get the best out of your players and gain yardage with the strengths you have and try to avoid some situations that and I'm not saying they're not good at pass protection, but this just that's just an example of what other teams, other people do, but, um, you know, it. Uh, to me, it's always, to me, he's, he's had a very, uh, personal offense. He, he, he runs, he runs the ball. Well, um, you know, it's always not exactly the way I, I want it, but who says I'm right, you know, uh, you know, statistics do, do count. And we, he, uh, we certainly have run the ball. Well, uh, we, we moved the chains and, He seems to do a really good job of giving the guys confidence, including Dart.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, Dart got banged up. I thought it was impressive the way that they were able to to get there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Golding, man, what an upgrade. I mean, that, you know, now, you know, Todd, it's not like when you were playing. I don't, I mean, I know some of it is, but now people are going to move it in between the 20s for the most part. And and it's just getting a couple of stops a game, uh, maybe three. But that's what Pete was able, Pete Golding was able to do. And hey, that that's kind of the way the game's set up right now. Do you agree? Yeah,
5: it, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's been remarkable, you know, for the difference in, just in our defense. They've been able to, you know, there's been times that it hasn't been good, but for the most part, you know, Mike, you go in at halftime and make some adjustments, and so they just seem. They seem to kind of keep it together. He's done a good job with them as well. It's it's, it's kind of relative to what Lane's been. Lane has done with the with the offense. Um, you, we don't. There wasn't a this team. This defense wasn't a star pack defense at all. Um, some players. Uh, you know, I think you know it's not a. It's not really an NFL defense. Um, but these guys that are, that are playing well, they seem they seem to have, uh, the position coaches have, have worked with them on technique. They played lower this year. That was very noticeable compared to the year before. So they're doing a lot of things fundamentally that have really helped to do things.
2: All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, I'm going to hold you to it to come down at some point and uh, grab a steak like you did a couple of years ago and join us in studio the next day you, oh, uh, totally. you up for it. That
5: was a good time.
2: I'm up for it. All right. And hopefully we'll, we'll do that Zeno Davidoff cigar dinner. Um, maybe again, late spring. That was amazing.
5: Yes, that that, that was, that was a great time. And there, they may be, it may, they might have an even new, new location this year. I'm at, Someone was talking about it the other day of okay. uh, actually next door to spring street, at that hotel. Um, whether that happens or not, I'm not sure, but, uh, but that was a good time. Uh, but let's definitely, we'll catch up in Jackson. Look forward to it. All
2: right, buddy. Thanks, Todd Wade. See you. Have a good one. Former Ole Miss offensive lineman played in the NFL for the, uh, Dolphins Texans and what was then the Redskins, which is now the commanders, which my Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott need to, uh, I'm not, Super confident on this, but they need to win this weekend to secure the number two seed, Jason, on the NFC side of the playoffs.
4: Yeah, I've been seeing how the, the Lions might sneak into the third seed yeah. over the
2: Eagles. Well, the Eagles have fallen apart. I thought Dan Campbell went overboard with his going for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fine with being aggressive and picking your spots. I mean, I don't want the super conservative coach that never ever. And I think you should leverage your four downs as an offensive coordinator a lot on the field. However, there are times where you need to punt or kick a field goal. Um, and on that, you know, two point conversion crazy stuff um, that everybody went nuts about. Had they called the tripping call five minutes prior to that, Jason, we wouldn't have gone through all that which was a terrible call on the Cowboys. Mm. It was Aiden Hutchinson that was, that flew out or, you know, kicked his leg out on the Cowboys guy. Right. And, and it wouldn't have negated the run and we would have been done. But People can't look at it. I don't understand. It's crazy. Like that's <laughs> right. Um, But yeah, I need Dak to, to go and win and secure that number, that number two seat. They haven't been good on the road. We'll see Gardner Minshew. I want him to beat the Texans and get in the playoffs so we could have Dak. Well, they're in, but in the number two seed. Gardner Minshew, see what happens around them, but they need to beat the Texans. And then uh, your A.J. Brown Eagles are in, and uh, Chris Jones and the the Chiefs are in. Man, people aren't happy with the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Mm. Is that going to run? You know, he's... Phenomenal coach, but I just I don't know if that's going to run its course. We'll see what happens with Belichick. It's going to be an exciting weekend in the NFL. Um, Jason, you cooked a what again? I cooked a uh, a deer or that over there. Yeah, that's a spinach, bacon, and pepper jack frittata. It was delicious. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds show. Brought to you by Sound and Communications, Soundcomav.com. dot If you need a super cool video wall for your company or sound system, see you tomorrow.